Due to the mature content of this program, listener discretion is advised. For tuning back into the depth of darkness, the podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world. We're your host, as always. I'm Mandy, and I'm retired Major Hugh Jess. Coming at you mm-hmm. in your face. Yes. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> so we're glad you uh, decided to join us once again, despite our strangeness. Yeah. Besides that strangeness. But before we dive all kinds of deep into today's topic, I first wanted to make a short little announcement, and yes, it will be short. Don't worry. It's not going to be long and drawn out like that last one when, what was it, when we had our RSS feed issues, when we switched from our old host back to Anchor? Yeah. I was pissed. (laughs) So, no, it won't be be long like that, but um, after much deliberation and soul-searching, if you will, (laughs) we've decided to kind of step back a bit. And instead of posting weekly, we're going to be now only posting every other week. So instead of giving one every week, it'll be every... Every two weeks. Two weeks, yes. <laughs> and we know this may this may possibly, maybe not, but possibly upset some of you. Because we know you love your weekly dose of huge ass all over your faces. Yeah. There you go. Up and in your face. All over the place. But rest assured, it's more than likely only temporary. We do need to kind of put some time aside for ourselves, you know, between my work, you know, our families. We need to take that extra time for ourselves, and we hope you can all understand. Yeah. Just know that we're still here. We're just not going to be posting episodes as often. Still out here. And I'm, yeah, we're still here. We're still Terrorizing around. Terrorizing the neighborhood. We're still here. Yeah, huge ass all over the, <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. Um, but as you guys can tell, we didn't post last week. Um my schedule was all kinds of crazy, so we just didn't have time to record. So that's why there wasn't an episode posted last week and why you're getting an episode this week. But it kind of leads perfectly into that we will only be posting every other week. Right. So you got a little taste of it last week. But for any of you, because I know not everybody has Instagram, you wouldn't have known. But if you do have an Instagram, please follow us on there. It's DOD underscore POD because that's where you'll get all of our announcements. We don't have Twitter anymore. We don't have Facebook. I'm not into all of that social media junk. (laughs) Mumbo jumbo, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Crap. I sound so old right now. But yeah, if you don't have Instagram, you would have been out of the loop. But if you do have it, then you would have known. So yay, yay for you. (laughs) But that's the deal. We'll be going from every week to every other week. Yeah. Yeah. Is it bi-monthly or bi-weekly? 
Bi-monthly. Oh, all right. Well, there you go, everybody. So with that out of the way, let's get right into today's episode. Yay! See, I told you it wasn't that long. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah! So for this week's episode, we're going to be diving all kinds of deep into the legendary creature known as the Jersey Devil. So we're going to be reading from an article taken from weirdnewjersey.com. So Hugh is going to start us off with his beautiful voice. Take it away, Hugh. <laughs> Thanks, Maddie. Oh. The New Jersey Devil. Without a doubt, New Jersey's oldest, most enduring, and important pieces of folklore is the tale of the infamous New Jersey Devil. Actually, it says mm. just Jersey Devil. Yeah. For close to 300 years now, Jerseyans have told tales of this mythical beast that stalks the Pine Barrens and terrorizes local residents. The recurring nature of this story begs a few questions. Why have New Jerseyans embraced this legend so steadfastly and above all, over, all others? Uh, is there actually some sort of creature roaming the Pine Barrens of southern New Jersey? And if so, what in God's name is it? I believe it's Polly it? Walnuts. Uh, <laughs> legend has it that in 1735, a Pines resident known as Mother Leeds found herself pregnant for the 13th time. Sounds like Mother was busy. Yeah, Leeds is the bit. name of one of New Jersey's yeah, earliest settlers, and many descendants of the Leeds family can still be found throughout New Jersey to this day. Mother Leeds was not living a wealthy lifestyle by any means, her husband was a drunkard who made a few attempts to provide for his wife and 12 children. Reaching the point of absolute exasperation upon learning of her 13th child, she raised her hands to the heavens and proclaimed, Let this one be a devil! <sighs> Mother Leeds went into labor a few months later on a tumultuously stormy night, no longer mindful of the curse she had uttered previously regarding her unborn child. Her children and her husband huddled together in one room of their Leeds Point home, while local midwives gathered to deliver the baby in another. By all accounts, the birth went routinely, and the 13th Leeds child was seemingly a normal baby boy. Huh. Within minutes, however, Mother Leeds' unholy wish of months before began to come to fruition. The baby started to change and metamorphosize right before her very eyes. Within moments, it transformed from a beautiful newborn baby into a hideous creature unlike anything the world had ever seen. The wailing Damn infant... Ugly. Yeah. The <laughs> wailing infant began growing at an incredible rate. It sprouted horns from the top of its head and talon-like claws tore through the tips of its fingers. Leathery bat-like wings unfurled from its back and hair and feathers sprouted all over the child's body. Its eyes began glowing bright red as they grew larger in the monster's gnarled and snarling face. The creature savagely attacked its own mother, killing her, then turned its attention to the rest of the horrified onlookers who witnessed its tempestuous transformation. It flew at them, clawing and biting, voicing unearthly shrieks the entire time, and the farts were incredible. It tore through midwives limb from limb, maiming some and killing others. The monster then knocked down the door to the next room where its own father and siblings cowered in fear and attacked them all, killing as many as it could. Those who survived to tell the tale then watched in horror as the rotten beast sprinted to the chimney and flew up it, destroying it on the way and leaving a pile of rubble in its wake. Sounds like that's where the Santa Claus thing came from. It could be, uh, yeah. You know, the claws, all that. Leaving yeah, a pile of crap in its wake. Yeah. 
taking a big dump on the way up. The, the creature then made good its escape into the darkness and desolation of the Pine Barrens, where it has lived ever since. To this day, the creature known varyingly as the Leeds Devil and the Jersey Devil claims the pines as its own and terrorizes any who are unfortunate enough to encounter it or smell it. <laughs> I'm still laughing about that. It leaves a pile, a pile of shit in its way. Yeah. It left a big pile of turd in its wake. <laughs> I'm such a child. I'm so sorry, everybody. Yeah. All right. In the 18th and 19th centuries, the Jersey... Take it away, Mandy! Thanks, you Jass. Thanks. <laughs> I was already in the midst of this. All right. All righty. In 18th and 19th centuries, the Jersey Devil was spotted spirit- sporadically. Sporadically. Easy for you means. to say. Throughout the Pound Barrens region, frightening local residents and any of those brave enough to transverse the vast undeveloped expanses of New Jersey's southern reaches. Unearthly whales were often reported emanating from the dark forests and swampy bogs, and the slaughter of domesticated animals would invariably be attributed to the Phantom of the Pines. And this thing has so many names. I kind of like that, though. Phantom of the Pines. Yeah. Let's just call it a freak show and be done with it. Yeah. A stinky, ripe, freaky devil. Yeah. <laughs> Something, I don't know. Over the years, the legend of the Leeds Devil grew, occasionally even overstepping the boundaries of its rural pine barrens haunt to terrorize local towns and cities. The most infamous of these incidents occurred during the week of January 16th through, tw- through the 23rd of 1909. Early in the week, reports started emerging from all across the Delaware Valley that strange tracks were being found in the snow. The mysterious footprints went over and under fences, through fields and backyards, and across the rooftops of houses. Yeah, this does sound like Santa Claus. Yeah. (laughs) Snatching your children up. They were even reported in the large cities of Camden and Philadelphia. Panic immediately began to spread and possess. Possess formed in more than one town. Yes. What the does that mean? Oh, posses. Okay. Possess. <laughs> Man, I'm confusing myself over here. Fear and, yeah. Fear and intrigue grew even greater when it was reported that bloodhounds refused to follow the unidentified creature's trail in Hamilton. Schools closed or suffered low attendance throughout lower New Jersey and in Philadelphia. Mills in the Pine Barrens were forced to close when workers refused to leave their homes and travel through the woods to get to their jobs. Eyewitnesses spotted the beast in Camden and in Bristol, Pennsylvania, and in both cities, police fired on it, but did not manage to bring it down. So, th- is this all like telltales, or is this? No, I guess it's actual Legit reports. Eyewitnessing. Yeah. Dang. Whoa. <laughs> this thing's out there, man, and it ain't playing hockey. Mind blowing, and it's leaving big cow pies in its wake. A few days. <laughs> A few days later, it reappeared in Camden, attacking a late-night meeting of a social club and then flying away. Earlier that day, it had appeared in Haddon Heights, terrorizing a trolley car full of passengers before flying away. Witnesses claimed that it looked like a large flying kangaroo. Another trolley car full of people saw it in Burlington when it scurried across the tracks in front of their car. In West Collingswood, it appeared on the roof of a house and was described as an ostrich-like creature. Firemen turned their hose upon it, but it attacked them and then flew away. It just keeps flying away. It's like, meh! <laughs> like, a, yeah. like a giant bird. The entire week, people reported that their livestock, particular, 
particularly their chickens, were being slaughtered. This was most widespread in the towns of Bridgeton and Millview. The marauding misanthrope reappeared later in the week in Camden, where a local woman found the beast attempting to eat her dog. She hit it with a broomstick and it flew away once again. While there was not, <laughs> while there has not since been another week to match the frequency, fervor, and intensity of the January 1909 rampage, numerous sightings of the Jersey Devil have continued to be reported to this day. Ooh, I know a few people in New Jersey. I should ask them to be like, so, you ever saw this beast? <laughs> I'm sure they <laughs> know of it, creature? whether they've seen it or not. Tell me, either them or they probably know somebody who has seen it or knows somebody who knows somebody who's right. seen it, you know? Neat. The tale of the devil has spread beyond the Pine Barrens and has been embraced by all of New Jersey, even to the point where it has been largely commercialized. The devil is portrayed in toys, on t-shirts, and is even the subject of his own feature film. Mm -hmm. Oh. Most famously, the devil has lent its name to the New Jersey NHL hockey team. The Jersey Devils. Cute. That's adorable. There are still many, however, who believe that the Jersey Devil is a very real, very dangerous creature. There has been a constant stream of reports over the years of devil encounters. Most often, people report finding strange, unidentifiable tracks. Some reports claim Ah. that they are the footprints of a strange bird. It's possible. Others say they closely resemble hoof prints, although whatever it is walks on just two legs. Ooh, wonder what that is. There have even been a substantial amount of reports that describe the tracks as being cloven, a well-cited description of the feet hooves of a more famous devil, Satan. Or Pan, you know, from Greek mythology. Yeah. Pan had those hooves. I don't know if Satan would choose to wander through the Pine Barrens endlessly. I would think he'd probably... I don't don't know. Yeah, he'd probably hit Hawaii or Monaco or something instead. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, did they ever think... The tracks could be from, like, a deer or local cattle. I don't know. No? <laughs> Who knows? Or a wild boar, perhaps? It's possible. What, that walks wild on two legs? Frequent. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> it's like on an animal farm. <laughs> it could be a, a pig that only Some has two legs, more so equal it has than to others. walk on them. You know, it's missing no. them. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just talking Not shit. Not sure. While less frequent, there are still occasional reports of people who see more than just tracks and manage to catch a glimpse of old J.D. himself. He's most commonly described as having the body of a kangaroo, the head of a dog, the face of a horse, large leathery wings, antlers similar, similar to those of a deer, a forked reptilian tail, and intimidating claws. Smelly crap. Wow. <sighs> Smells like shit. While some Jerseyans embrace their devil as nothing more than a giant figment of our collective imagination, a source of unification and pride, and a unique and important piece of New Jersey folk culture, others see it as a very real creature and a threat to their safety. Still others who have sworn they did not believe in the existence of the Jersey Devil have had their minds changed after spending just one moonlit night in the Pine Barrens. There, where a ghostly mist drifts across the cedar swamps and the unearthly cry of some unseen creature can be heard piercing the stillness of the dark forest, few disbelievers can be found. Whether it's deep in the Pine Barrens or deep in our collective unconscious, one thing is certain, the devil still lurks in New Jersey, and most likely always will. I kind of want to go there now. I want to voyage there, maybe set up a camper, a tent perhaps. (laughs) 
I'll camp out and yeah. check it out. Huh? I want to see it. I want to get it on footage. Yeah. Yeah. That would be okay. That would be all right. Awesome. Be down for that. Driving by the devil in the pale moonlight. This is haunted me since it happened in 1972. I was a senior at what was then Glassboro State College. I had heard about the, New Jer- uh, about the Jersey Devil when I came to South Jersey, but being from North Jersey, a different world, I thought it was far too sophisticated to believe in such... I was far too sophisticated to believe in such humbuggery. Humbuggery? Yeah. One winter night, I was driving to Glassboro from Blackwood on Green Tree Road. At the time, the road was flanked by orchards and farms. There were few houses, and there was hardly any development. I was completely sober and awake when I caught a glimpse of something in my rearview mirror. Curious as to what it could have been, I slowed down to take a gander. It was dark out, but moonlit enough that I had no trouble at all discerning the upright figure of a creature crossing the road from one side to the other roughly 25 feet behind my car. The figure stood taller than a man by far and had thick haunches, similar to a goat's, supporting its nearly human-looking torso and and a huge woolly head. It moved heavily and didn't seem at all disturbed by my being there. I didn't linger long enough to see much more. I hit the gas and flew to the Mansion Park Apartments in the borough. So petrified was I that I slept the rest of the night in the car, unwilling to get out in the same darkness that had introduced me to the Jersey Devil. Never again from that day on have I ridden on Green Tree Road, day or night, that I have gotten the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that winter night so long ago. Mary Ritzer Christensen don't ever camp in the Pine Barrens alone. I spent a lot of time in the Pine Barrens when I was growing up in New Jersey and had my share of strange experiences. When I was about 13, I went camping alone near Hampton Furnace. I had a bow with me and I went looking for a rabbit dinner about an hour before sundown. Something started following me back in the trees. It tailed me back to my camp and circled while I cooked my dinner. This kept up until about two hours after dark, and let me tell you, it was one dark night. Mm. I finally decided that my visitor had moved on and crawled into my tent. When I just started to calm down, I heard a foot stomp right behind my tent. I got all set to jump out when this thing, whatever it was, started screaming. I would compare the volume of the scream to a large truck's horn. I couldn't decide what to do. I had my bow and knife, but they didn't seem like much. After several blasts, it just stopped. I didn't hear a sound except for my heart for about an hour. And this. (laughs) I was sure that if I stuck my head out of the tent, I'd lose it. In the morning, I could find no tracks in the pine needles. To this day, I still don't like sleeping in tents. I'd rather take my chances in the open. Signed, Keith. I don't know. I'd still yeah. stay in the tent versus yeah. I think I. You got yourself a little bit of a chance there in yeah. the tent. All right, and if you guys haven't caught on, the last two that he read were stories. These are real life encounters people are telling in this yeah. article. So that's what they're saying anyway. Yeah, they're supposed stories. So this next one is called "Field Trips to the Jersey Devil's Turf." As a native of Cape May County, I've had the typical rite of passage trip to the Pine Barrens, the legendary home of the Jersey Devil. This Jersey girl went to Cape May County Technical High School, which sponsored trips to the Pine Barrens for good grades in certain classes. I was one of the fortunate students to go three times during my four-year career at CMCT. 
It's the school with the long-ass name. Yeah, Cape May County Technical. <laughs> yeah. Each time I went on this trip, my canoe was followed by a heavy-footed thing. With each step, I heard branches snap under its feet, possibly hooves. Every ten minutes or so, I could hear deep, beastly growls that to this very day gives me the creeps. Being in a canoe and on a class trip didn't afford me much opportunity to flee in terror, so I stuck it out for three years. Every time it was the same. During my sophomore year, yep, just passing all kinds of gas. During my sophomore year, I was pretty confident about my canoeing skills, so I didn't look over my shoulder much. I went canoeing with a friend of mine when we came across a bag that had been torn open and gone through. Around it were prints on the ground that looked something like a horse's hoof, only bigger. Then I heard it, the cry that still haunts my dreams. Part human, part beast, and full of anger, pregnant with pure hate. I nearly flipped the canoe. We left, leaving whatever it was out there behind. Or so I thought. It seemed to follow us. Every time we stopped or paused, it got closer to the river. We pushed on. Then worse came to worst as we tipped the canoe. I heard the thing running behind us and thought for sure we were dead. Then we righted our canoe and got into it as fast as humanly possible. We finally made it out to safety. Sun fried to a crisp, missing all of our... all of our vegetables, all of our valuables, and most of our clothes, but never happier to be on shore. (laughs) We packed up our bus and left. As we were leaving, I rested my head on the window and saw a little cottage. I looked at it until the bus was about to pass it and saw a woman. She looked back at me, and I could see her skin was torn and bleeding. After the bus passed, she vanished. Scared me so badly I couldn't go into the woods for a year. Kelly. Hmm. Was that the mother? The mother that she saw? The the spirit of the mm. mother that the Jersey Devil killed? Who knows? Mm, interesting. I, that one was creepy. Yes. Yeah. The Devil on Route 9. Let me tell you of a sighting of the New Jersey Devil. I keep saying New Jersey. It's just Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil. I was driving up Route 9 in Bayville at around 10 p.m. There were two cars in front of me, and we were traveling about 35 miles per hour. To the right of Route 9 is a mini-mall-type building with woods behind it. To the right is all woods. All of a sudden... Didn't I just say to the right? Okay. Uh, all of a sudden, I saw this big thing running across Route 9. Don't it looked be. like one of the classic pictures of the Jersey Devil. It had no tail, no fur, its ribs showed, and it had a long, odd head with short ears that laid flat. It looked almost ten feet tall. I noticed it because the car stepped on its brakes, because the first car stepped on its brakes, as did the second car. Hmm. When I looked ahead, I saw this thing galloping across Route 9 and straight into the woods. I was not really scared because it did not register yet. I stopped to, to mail something in the mailbox, okay, that makes sense, <laughs> about 300 feet from the main road, and I saw a child's shirt, shorts, and one sneaker lying on the ground. I mailed my letter, ran into my car, and laid rubber all the way home. I, I was certain that I had seen the Jersey Devil. No one believes me. They say it was a deer. I have never seen a deer that big, that fast, or weird looking in my life. What is really creepy is the other two people driving in front of me stepped on their brakes, so they must have seen it too. Mm-hmm. Sunny Z. Not Sunny D, Sunny Z. Cool. Yeah. The screams of the Jersey Devil. And it, the picture it shows is really ugly. It makes the creature really hideous. Yeah. That's one ugly-ass creature. 
Uh, I actually have two stories about the Jersey Devil. The first one is my own experience. As a little kid, my parents took my family camping every summer around the Pine Barrens. One night, as we all slept in a big tent, I woke up to the sound of what to me was like a woman screaming. It was a blood-curdling scream over and over again, but I was the only one awake. I thought, being the naive child I was, that a woman was being attacked by a wolf. I don't know where I got that conclusion, but it must have been from the screams. No one believed my story, ever. As I got older, I became more interested in the Jersey Devil legend. Many of the stories were people talking about the screams they hear in the pines at night. As they described them, I got chills because I knew what they were talking about. A few years ago, I was talking to my uncle, who is from Pomona, and he compared what I described to what he has also heard growing up in the pines. Ooh, so his uncle actually lives in the pines. Yeah, must have been fun. Neat. This leads me to my other story, which is his experience. He said that when he was growing up, he had this dog that would stay by him all the time as he played out in the woods and fields around his house. One day, while he was on his porch, he could hear those same screams coming from deep in the woods, and his dog ran out of sight after the noise. Apparently the screams got louder, and the dog scrambled back to the porch with his tail between his legs, and never left the porch again. As hard as he tried, my uncle could not get his once faithful dog to follow him into the woods. So maybe this isn't any hard evidence, but it sure as hell is weird. There is no doubt in my mind that something exists out there. Signed, Megan. The Jersey Devil makes headlines. According to the Asbury Park Press of October 1988, a man who lived in Howell Township encountered the devil in 1981. He described the creature as having a furry body, huge feet with three toes on each one, large teeth, and stood about six feet tall. Okay, well, that's quite a bit less than the ten feet the other guy claimed. Alan McFarland, chief ranger of the Wharton State Forest for over 20 years, relates a story that happened in 1980. He had gone to a farmer's house near Jenkins where he came upon four pigs that were lying dead close to their pen. The back of their heads had been eaten out and there were scratches all over their bodies. There were no tracks or blood on the ground. The ranger had no explanation of what happened. You know what that is reminiscent of? The the cattle that were found drained of their blood. That's what yeah. that made me think of. Like there was no blood around it. They had been completely drained of blood, and there was no blood anywhere around them. What happened to those cattle? Same thing with this. What happened to these pigs? Completely sucked the blood. It's vampires. It's vampires. <laughs> you, never, you never know. All right. So this is the very last portion of this article, and then we will be done reading it for the day. Camping with the Jersey Devil. In the late 1980s, a couple of my friends and I took a camping trip to the Pine Barrens. I was unaware that we were headed to the home of the Jersey Devil. We headed out on our bikes and did our share of partying that night. The next day, while everyone was asleep, three of us decided to hit the trails a bit earlier than usual. We were about 100 yards away in the woods when my bike stalled out. When my bike stalled out? How does that happen with a bike? (laughs) I don't know. Is it a motorbike? Legs got tired, maybe. I don't know. Ah, I don't know. I looked and found that my friends had stalled also. I'm thinking it was probably like a motorbike. Yeah. Probably, right? Mini bike, motorized fr- bike, something. Has to be. It doesn't make any sense otherwise. Did your legs just stop working? Right. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I'm just too tired. I can't do it anymore. What the hell's wrong with these At damn first, things? Yeah. At first, I thought it had something to do with the terrain or maybe something to do with the nearby power plants. 
50 feet away from each other, we tried to start up our bikes, when suddenly, from the woods, we heard the most horrible, piercing scream. It sounded inhuman, like something being tortured. Ugh. Once back at camp, they asked us if we had heard screams earlier. They had heard them too, four miles away. That night, we headed into the local town because we ran out of booze. We went into a bar and I ordered a drink, still in shock from what I had heard that morning. The bartender asked, Hey, kid, would you see a ghost or something? After I told him the story, he smiled and said, Looks like you met our little friend. He then asked us to come out back. He showed us a tin garbage can that was shredded to bits. It looked like the shreds were made from something with three claws. I have never returned to the Pine Barren since, and I do not plan to go back. Signed, Frank T. <laughs> and then the picture right below it just looks really weird. <laughs> the horse's face is like... <laughs> like... Maybe I'll use that exact picture in our post on yeah. Instagram. Weird New Jersey dot com. It's like a, it's like a it's horse hideous. face. It's a hideous. A horse face with fangs and it's screeching. Yeah. It's, it's got like the horns of an antelope tail. or something on it. And... Yeah, dragon wings, dragon tail, horse Does feet. it not look like it's crapping as T-Rex it's moving? <laughs> he's taking a shit. Yeah. He's leaving a pile and in his And he looks like he's stepping in it, like too. Like what it said in the story. Filthy <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Spraying it everywhere. Yeah. Oh, rude. boy. So, there you have it, folks. There you have it. That's the dark and eerie tale from the ancient folklore of southern New Jersey. So glad we could share it. Wasn't it enticing? Yeah, it was a good one. But before we sign off from this episode, there's one last thing we gotta do. You know what it is? I'm sure you can guess. We do it every week. <laughs> but yep, that's right. Let's dive all kinds of deep into those closing statements. Wee! Wee! <laughs> if you love our show and want to help support the dark cause, then please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever else you can leave a review. Yes, cue that bell. Your reviews are what helps our show get noticed more easily, and it also helps other listeners find our show a bit more quickly. Because the more listens, the more subscribes, the more downloads that we get, the higher up we go on that food chain, the easier it is for folks to find us. I mean, we're the only... Spread that misery. Yeah. We're the only podcast called Depth of Darkness. There's another one out there that has a similar name, but it's a different name. Completely different podcast, too. So they'll show up, but don't confuse us with them. It's totally different. It's totally different. We're the only Depth of Darkness. We're the only one. So, yes, check us out. Leave us a review. It means a lot. But if you leave us a five-star review, we're not requesting it. But if you do, if you have it in your hearts that you want to leave us that five-star, beautiful, perfect rating, (laughs) you'll get one of our awesome... Perfection. I don't know what I was trying (laughs) to say with that. I'm like... I'm trying to put emphasis on it. I'm just stuttering. Uh, But if you do leave us a five-star rating, the extremely perfect review, we'll send you one of our cool stickers, you know, as we like to say. And we do have a variety. We've got logo stickers. We've got holographic stickers. We've got all kinds of stickers. And so all you got to do is just send us a screenshot of that review. Send us a screenshot. You can either email it to us, depthofdarknesspod at gmail.com. Or on Instagram, DOD underscore POD. All of it's down below. So you can just literally click on it down below. Take you right to wherever you want to go. It's as easy as that. It's, it's super user You're friendly. Right. <laughs> um, just send us a screenshot of your review. 
make sure it's legit. And then once we verify, yes, you did, we'll send you a sticker. Just let us know where you need us to send it. But also, even going off of that, we got something even better for you. Even better. And also, anybody who's previously left us a review, send us a reminder and we'll, e- we'll mail you this as well. But I did post about this on Instagram. So again, if you guys aren't following us on there, please do so because you, will, you would have not heard about this until now. <laughs> Whereas Instagram knew about it probably, what, a month ago? But I keep forgetting to mention it on our actual pod. So that's that we're actually giving away some really cool Depth of Darkness logo phone pops. So those are those little like things that you put on the back of your phone. Pop sockets, whatever they call them. I have one on my phone. It's super good. You won't drop your phone. It's awesome. I love it. And it's got our beautiful Depth of Darkness (laughs) podcast logo on it, the font logo. They look really, really nice. If you guys want to know what they look like, again, go to Instagram. Check out that post. Leave us a review. You got to do a five-star review, though. Not not saying you have to, but if you want a logo pop socket and a sticker, you got to do that five-star. That's the only caveat. (laughs) So we're only sending it to the ones that love us, that truly love us. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we have a bunch of those to give away. So anybody who leaves us a five-star review, you'll not only get a cool Depth of Darkness sticker, but you'll also get one of those pop sockets. There's no time limit on it. I mean, the sooner the better. The sooner you get that pop socket and sticker, right? Till supplies but, run out. Yeah, until supplies run out. That's exactly right. <laughs> but it is, it's a first-come, first-served basis. So once they're out, you won't be getting them. So get those reviews in, folks, if you want one of those goodies. So... Uh, With that said, that's all for this week's episode, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to the Depth of Darkness. And until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.